Hello all. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of Investor Types. I'm your host, Stefan Angelini, and we're here to talk about sustainable investing. Um, most people believe this is changing the world. The world is changing, and this is the next revolution. After the tech revolution, the telecoms revolution comes the sustainable revolution. Um, if you want to get your money to work, make your money work for you while creating a good environment around the world and doing better for the world on well, sustainable investing might be where your money is best spent. Um, I sit down with a very knowledgeable fella who's going to take us through what sustainable investing is, what companies are benefiting, and even we're going to look into well, what companies are benefiting from coronavirus. So it's a really informative uh, episode today. Just want to remind you that if you are listening to this, just remember that it is general information only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. And if you're considering some sort of personal advice, well, go and speak to a licensed financial planner. Please enjoy the episode. Reach out to me with any comments. Without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, we're here to talk about sustainable investing. It's a big, big, big topic that's coming around in the investment world uh, with so many different people wanting to adapt their portfolio to start investing, but investing, making returns, but also ensuring the environment is safe and the world we live in is safe. Um, it's, I've been talking about a lot to clients, so I'm lucky enough to be joined to be joined by George Latham. He is the managing partner at Web Asset Management. He's been around um, in the sustainable investing space since the mid '90s. Um, and George, if I'm right, you were one of Citywise's top 100 managers in the UK, and you're joining me from the UK today. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning, Stefan. Hi, how are you? That, good, that, good, that, good. that Citywide top 100 thing that's a slightly old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Doesn't not, matter, George. It's on, the bit, um. <laughs> it's on the rap sheet. It doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, yeah fine, fine. <laughs> we're not going to show your age. Being starting investing into sustainable environments in the nineties—that's showing your age just there. You've obviously been around for a long time. Over the last thirty years, investing into sustainable markets or sustainable companies—how has that changed over the last thirty years? I think this industry has developed a long way. Um, uh, I, I think um, in the sort of 80s and 90s, um, you know, the starting point for many people was uh, was 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 ethical screens. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the industry really traces its roots back to sort of church groups and philanthropy, and uh, and really uh, it was trying. The sort of starting point was trying to uh, make sure you weren't investing or you weren't profiting from uh, the 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 the, um, the profits of companies that were doing harm. And so, so I think the sort of starting point was to do no harm. And it was a kind of moral approach of saying, we think these industries um, uh, are, are sort of a front ethical criteria. And so we'll, we'll cut those out. Um, but, it, but I think what's happened over the last sort of 30 years or so is that, um, and what we try to be at the driving force of, is to, is to sort of reframe this really as, from the starting point being purely a moral or an ethical one to one where it's a commercial one, thinking about um you know, the, 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 what's changing in the world uh and uh, and how uh, we see the economy uh, developing in order to meet the needs of uh, the population in a more sustainable way and what that what what companies are going to be successful in that environment uh, and that's not to uh sort of sort of forget about the moral side of it or the ethical side of it but really i think um Thinking about investing over the long term, how often these two these two these two different dynamics collide, and really doing the right thing or doing the the providing a a good providing goods and services which um which which create a better future for humanity, 
uh, can often be the route through to finding uh, markets that are durable, that are sustainable, uh, and that are growing in the longer term. So it's, I think it's, um, uh, you know, certainly where we've come from, and we, the way we've built our investment strategy over the years, is 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 really at its core is an investment. It's an investment philosophy. It's how we think over the long term, we're best going to be setting up our clients' capital, um, uh, investing our clients' capital both in the industries that we think can be successful. Uh, and avoiding the industries that we think are, are, are doomed to some level of failure over the longer term, and so, 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 um, you know, I think what's happened over the very long term is that um, the notion of whether or not one can um, do good with your money and also do good for your money, um, whether those are in conflict or, or or symbiotic with each other, has moved more towards the notion that actually uh, this is this is this is commercial you know sensible way of investing for the long term uh, and uh, and that old dichotomy of whether you can whether there's a conflict between the two has started to go away and, and as the world changes and as government policies changes there's definitely a more move to these sustainable investing themes or these sustainable themes and you could I could imagine more and more companies have been popping up over the last 30 years and finally you've got you I could imagine you've got a whole different array of companies to choose from in different sectors and industries and and you'd see yeah. what what used to encompass the top top 20 companies in the US with the oil and gas manufacturers um, have now become tech companies and I could yeah. imagine healthcare providers yeah. are going to start ramping up into those top providers CSL for example in Australia um, has finally got up there so that's that's good but when we talk about sustainable themes um, you've got resource efficiency environmental clean energy safety Health, well-being, education, sustainable transport, big talk about electric cars, water management. Um, what are you seeing as some of the main themes when it comes to sustainable investing? Well, no, in a way, I mean, yeah, we, we, we organize our, our, our universe, we organize our investment uh, strategy by reference to a number of themes, both social themes and environmental themes. But really the starting point is to is 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 beyond the themes if you like it's at a higher level than the themes to really we we're thinking about companies um where the product or the service so the the, the source the way that company the, the the goods and services that companies make now is that product um solving a sustainability challenge so we, mm -hmm. we, we're looking for a particular dynamic where um the growth in that company that every time they sell more product uh that their, their unit sales growth is has a lockstep relationship um, with better outcomes uh, for the environment or society. So we have this definition of looking for companies where the product or the service is a solution to a sustainability challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, and really, that's looking forward. Uh, it's looking forward to companies that uh, that are creating a positive impact through the use of their products on 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 the world that they see around them um, from an environmental and a social perspective you mentioned the index and, not, and the index is a very backward looking instrument you know the, the big companies in in the index uh, that defines the companies that have been successful over the past couple of decades mm -hmm. it often misses out on looking at the companies that will be successful in the coming decades and so our, our strategy is very much focused on mid-cap companies yep. uh, companies that are mid-sized companies and we we tend not to be involved very much in the companies that are the mega cap companies, the companies that, that really dominate the index um, and the more mature companies. We tend to be uh, companies with a, a level of um, establishment. So we tend to look at companies that are profitable, uh, that are established, that have a, 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 you know, a, a sort of trading track record, not, not, a, 
new whiz bang we we, mm. we we tend to avoid sort of new tech ideas that are still stuck on the lab bench not yet commercially so important. yeah yeah um yeah. Uh, but we find the mid-cap kind of area is something of a sweet spot for com finding companies that have a good balance of risk and reward i.e companies where um there's that, that they're established and we can see good governance and good you know, establishment um and uh, we can we can analyze that track record but so but at the same time they're still at, a, at an interesting and a good part, part point in their their growth trajectory that um mm -hmm. that that, uh, that they can still see superior growth to the to the to the rest of the market yeah um but it's that top definition of companies which are where, where the where the product has a positive impact mm -hmm. uh, that is really important and then we come to the themes as a way of kind of um organizing our thinking around that and you'll know you're you're right that over the years that um uh the 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 available opportunity set has certainly grown um and um i think when we went when we first launched this strategy was in 2004 2005 um and this strategy uh focused entirely on global uh, developed markets companies providing a solution uh we had an original um uh a universe an investable universe about 300 350 stocks that we found mm -hmm. um now we've made the criteria for being in that universe increasingly tough. So we, 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 we tighten the criteria, we make it more difficult. Uh, yep. We have a higher bar for inclusion just in the universe as, as, of possible investee companies. Um, but it's still, even despite that, over the last 15 years, it's grown, it's more than doubled. It's over, it's, it's near 800 companies now in the universe. So, so, uh, so, 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 so certainly the opportunity set has grown. Um, and, um, but below those themes, it's, we really look at the dynamics within the theme. So, so you mentioned you know, we have social themes, we have environmental themes. So they range from resource efficiency to health, safety, education, environmental services, cleaner energy, and so on. Um, but it's below those themes that really we, we're looking for the end markets, the sources of growth, the dynamics within them. So within uh, resource efficiency, we might be looking at manufacturing efficiency or materials efficiency. Uh, or uh, or energy efficiency. They're all different and markets, different types of solutions. One big, health, big talking point is that sustainable transport. Yeah, well, it's sustainable transport. You have both um, uh, alternatives to road transport. So it's you know we want to get you know it's it's we we can create efficiency and, uh, and lower environmental impact by getting um, goods and, and people and goods and services off off roads and onto rail and onto other other forms of transport, but mm -hmm. also. Um, cleaner forms of road transport as well. So you know, we're, we're obviously seeing a lot of a lot of uh, interest uh, in the the sort of electric car revolution or the electrification of uh, an electronification of the powertrain of, of, of vehicles. Um, and um, and so there's a lot of a, a lot of a lot of uh, rapid change in that space uh, that is uh, that is driving both risks and new investment opportunities as well. Similarly, on the healthcare side, I mean, a lot of people assume when we talk about health that we're talking about Pharma and biotech, but 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 the important thing is that we're applying that definition of of companies that are solving a challenge, a sustainability challenge, um, and often we we find that pharma and biotech firms don't necessarily fit into that um, that definition. If they if companies are abusing the patent system or they're selling their drugs, it's going to be quite difficult to apply that definition of solving the great challenges that we face to those companies. So we're, we're more interested often in preventative care. Um, in prevention rather than necessarily cure, in dealing with the challenges of an aging population, uh, dealing with the challenges of obesity, looking at genuine R&D at uh, research and diagnostics, 
Um, and so new uh, development of new drugs and new therapies, and obviously that's particularly pertinent at the moment with everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and going after the hot topics in the world and trying to, trying to fix some of the issues that the world faces, which is great. Um, we, we spoke about you spoke about healthcare just there and fixing some of the issues that the world does face. Um, where would we be if we didn't talk about the global pandemic and investing yeah. into companies that might benefit from it? How does that apply to if you are a sustainable investor? Um, trying to benefit from coronavirus or COVID-19? How do people go about it? Well, I think it's difficult to talk about benefiting from it in a way. It feels, it feels a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think, um, no, we think uh, our, our strategy, um, I mean, th th there's a lot to say about COVID-19. Um, you know, obviously it's, a, it's, it's, it's influencing and affecting in, a, in, a, in, in different ways and in many terrible ways, all sorts of people in different ways around the economy and around the world. Um, the, the point, uh, you know, we see um, ourselves as setting up our strategies so that our investors' capital is uh, is invested structurally over the long term uh, to be um, to be invested in the best way that we can, given the world that we see that is going to be um, more prone to shocks, more prone to volatility, uh, more prone to upset um, because of the dynamic of the number of people we have in the world aspiring to higher lifestyles. Uh, consuming more, the sort of crowded world that we face um, you know, leads to higher risk of, 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 of different forms of market shock. And so at one level, um, I equate sustainability to resilience. Um, and, uh, and what we're looking for is companies that are run uh, providing products and services that do, do good for the world, but also that are run in a resilient way. So at one level that we're looking for companies that are run in a more resilient way. And, and in some cases, in, in many cases, that's been proven out across a, a, a broader aspect of the economy in this last, uh, during 2020, uh, as more resilient companies have tended to, 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 to face the pandemic in a better way. Um, but clearly, um, uh, you know, in the, in the sort of, in the, the direct imp impact of, of, of coronavirus and the pandemic, then companies, you know, concentrated in the healthcare sector, focused on R&D, focused on diagnostic tools, focused on new research for new therapies. Then we have a number, number of companies uh, in the portfolio that are, that are involved in the chase to find a vaccine and, uh, and, and are developing uh, sort of candidates to, to can, uh, vaccine candidates and the like uh, to be part of the solution. So it's, it's really, I mean, the pandemic sort of exposes the whole spectrum of why we invest in the way that we do. You know, yep. we want to be in a in a portfolio that's not necessarily anticipating the direct nature of every shock, but is but is set up to be in, it's better structured when there are shocks. Um, you know, the, the the sort of social as well as the environmental themes give a balance in the portfolio between mm -hmm. those that have more exposure to um, cyclicality and and have more economic exposure, which tends to be more in the environmental themes. Uh, and those that are more defensive, which tends to be more in the social themes like health. So health, mm -hmm. in a broader sense, is has been more defensive in the pandemic because uh, clearly it's not it's the last area of spending that we're going to be cutting at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then in the sort of minutiae of what we you know of, of companies that are looking to address the problems, address the challenges, then yes, uh, you know, as we're focused on R and D as uh, companies that are that, that that are looking for solutions. Uh, then we do have companies in the portfolio that are actively involved in the in the in the chase to find a vaccine. And when you look at companies, um, you're looking for the looking for companies that are involved in the vaccine vaccine or, or the world around it. Um, but even before that, all those environmental factors that are, that are changing the world, um, and that 
there are now, I guess the United Nations has sustainable development goals. Um, yep. They have 12 specific areas they're encouraging um, countries within the United Nations to focus on. Um, yep. how, is, how are these guidelines almost impacting the way companies are changing to become more sustainable? Um, I think the, sustain, the sustainable development goals have been a, have been a great tool um, for, 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 I think, coalescing uh, activity across the scale, really, um, of the economy and society and, and the political spectrum as well. So at their, at their um, you know, the genesis of the sustainable development goals, they are UN goals, they're societal goals, they're goals for governments. Um, and, um, and so then, the, I mean, I think some people sometimes forget they're not an investment framework. They're not, mm. they're not set up to be an investment framework. In fact, I, you know, we, we don't directly um, set ourselves up to be an SDG fund, but, but the SDGs are clearly everywhere around everything that we do because we're focused around sustainability. Um, we, we use nine investment themes, um, which we set out with in, in the early 2000s, um, 10 to 15 years before the Sustainable Development Goals came in in 2015. Um, and there are 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Some of them match and, and relate to our investment themes. So we, we, uh, we, we show to our, our investors when we um, show on, the, um, on, our, on our impact microsite, we show how our, our investments directly um, contribute towards seven of the 17 SDGs, but, mm-hmm. a, no, but a number of the others relate more to, less to investable markets, but more to how companies are run. And so they can be, ra- so the sustainable development goals have been something of a rallying tool in investment markets. I yep. think sometimes in, in, an, in not a totally aligned way, because I think they are somewhat open to being, you know, to, to interpretation, um, sometimes misinterpretation. Are there other um, companies, yeah, are, are most companies trying to adapt these sustainable goals? Because I, I know even in Australia, there's um, a lot of the mining companies are, are trying to implement some of these goals within their company, but they produce iron ore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they can be used in a multitude of different ways. Um, yeah. That's what I mean, really, is they can, they're kind of open to interpretation. They're, they're open to use that. They're open to, well, I, I, I want to say they're open to misuse. I think they can be open to misuse in marketing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to the right. extent to which, yeah, but I, but to the extent to which um, they can be used as a sort of framework and a tool for people to organize their thinking and organize uh, activity, then then that's great. That's you know, they they they, are, they can be very useful. So even yeah, I, we you know, clearly we only invest in companies where the product and services is a is a solution. So you know, so 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 mining companies are really you know, tend to be outside our our investable universe. They're not they're not the kind of thing that we're interested in. Um, but still, across the, the 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 sort of spectrum of corporate activity, if companies you know adjust the way that they behave using the SDGs as a framework, then that's no bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be a defensive kind of approach um, yep. in terms of sort of uh, trying to make sure that their 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 business is still fit for purpose, even if their product and service isn't actually direct, di- directly contributing towards the solution. Yeah. And at another level. They are a tool for policymakers and governments to sort of set policy, set regulation, and set frameworks within in, for, in within which markets and companies operate. Um, so they're used at a, a, a range in a range of different ways. And I think the great thing is having you know something that is uh, the very visible and very easily recognised, and and the sort of and and, and the more that people. Uh, you know, that, that they use is a great thing because it, it you know it's, it's it's developing recognition and that can be on its own a, a sort of a call to arms and a call to action. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. So when we talk about, you know, how people are just adapting to these goals and they're trying to implement things, um, I want I want to take it back to a macro level rather than just focusing on a company level. Um, and when I look at macro themes or we look at revolutions, revolutions throughout the past, we've got, you know, started with the Industrial Revolution back in the 1700s. Uh, we had steam and railways. We had steel, electricity and heavy manufacturing. Uh, went on to oil automation and, and mass production. And these fast be became some of the the biggest markets in the world, and then obviously information and telecommunications with the IT boom and now the top largest five companies in yeah. the world are IT companies. And we look at, all right, what's the next revolution? There's been a big talk around, well, this sustainability is going to be the next, the next revolution. What's your view on that? Well, that's firmly our belief is that the, 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 next, uh, the, ne the coming decades will be characterised by a transition to a zero carbon and more sustainable economy, and that will change... The shape of of, of 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 every market across the economy. It'll shame, change the operating environment for every company that we look at, and every company that anyone looks at across uh, across the investable spectrum. And that's why um, we see our role. And this this is coming for 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 for, for a range of different reasons. Um, now clearly, the way that the economy works today is not sustainable to create good livelihoods for eight billion people on this planet, let alone. Uh, 10 billion in, by mid-century or 12 billion by the end of the century. Mm. Uh, we need to de-link uh, and disconnect uh, the growth in, uh, in in better livelihoods and better lifestyles uh, with uh, the, the growth in resource consumption because we live in a world where resources are finite and, uh, and we're already beyond, well beyond the carrying capacity of the planet. And so in order to be able to continue to provide for a growing population who have higher demands of higher standards of living, uh, then we need to fundamentally change the shape of the global economy. And that will change change, change for everything. And, yeah. and it'll, it'll change everything and for everybody. Uh, and um, and for, for some industries, that will create an existential threat to their long-term future. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be stranded assets. There'll be industries which become regulated out of existence. There'll be industries that consumers step away from. We've already seen uh, a number of coal companies go bust. We're seeing talk of stranded assets across the fossil fuel spectrum. Uh, and we've seen huge write downs this year from many of the large oil and gas companies. Um, and we think that'll continue. And parts of the market uh, see the risk of a permanent loss of capital from that dynamic. There are many industries where you still need computing, you'll still need um, food and clothing, you'll still need um, technology, transportation, financial services, you'll still need many of those things, but they'll need to be sourced and manufactured and distributed in an, in an entirely different way. And that will create a growth, a threat to long-term profitability. It'll create a threat to growth in many of those industries. Um, and so those industries will adopt ESG practices. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily an opportunity for them. And, and, and our job, our role, uh, our structural positioning for our fund is only to focus on those companies for whom this transition is an opportunity. So many people talk about... Um, uh, a company like Unilever being the most sustainable company in the world because they win all the prizes for how they run their business, how they source their product, how they manufacture, how they treat their staff. And that's yep. great. And we hugely admire Unilever for the way that they're run. But but frankly, by buying more, more ice cream and shampoo, we're not going to solve the world's problems. <laughs> so, so, so we can't classify Unilever's product as a solution to a sustainability challenge. You know, yep. Apple is a great business and we all love Apple products and I use Apple products, but I'm, I, essentially Apple's motivation is to encourage my 16-year-old daughter to upgrade her mobile phone again. And that's just creating <laughs> new e-waste. New, new e 
And so not companies like that that are solving the world's challenges. We're looking at companies which are where the product is actively a solution. We talk about this lockstep relationship between uh, higher unit sales growth, selling more product, and, and a better outcome. So we're looking at companies mm. which are selling wind turbine blades, which are selling healthcare solutions, which are selling educational tools, and so on and so forth, where every time they sell another product, then that's a good thing. We want to see them selling more product. We want to see those companies being successful because that is what is going to help us fix our future. Yep. Um, so really, so, really embedded in a sustainable theme. Yeah. Creating yeah. a environment. The basic proposition that we're doing is to tap into that, what we call the sixth industrial revolution, um, and uh, and uh, and to and to position ourselves in the companies which are enabling and benefiting that industrial revolution mm -hmm. and that, that major transition in the shape of the economy and for whom that transition is 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 their their growth opportunity is their friend is their opportunity. Yeah, well, I see I see it as I drive around the countryside throughout Australia. I look around and there's solar farms going up everywhere. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of wind farms, especially in country Victoria. Um, and these are sustainable investments. What people don't realise is that you can get involved in the investment into these, into these products, into these farms that create an ongoing revenue stream through publicly listed assets. And that's essentially what you buy: these assets that might might sell these turbines, or these assets that might perhaps implement them or or hold the assets. Is that right? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and very and, and across that value value um, value chain. So um, you know, clearly there's a lot behind. You know, you can have a wind turbine. Behind that, there's there's blades, there's gearboxes, yep. there's you know, installers, there's maintenance, there's all sorts of parts of the value chain. Um, there's there's computer aided design that's designing the, the the things in the first place, and and so so across that value chain, there are, there are investment opportunities. Sometimes yep. not always in the sort of you know this, the 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 thing that you see, the product you see um, very visibly at the end of, at the end of the spectrum that's deployed, because sometimes it's further down the, the value chain and deep in the spectrum, but it's all part of how we get those those products to market and how we develop um, more sustainable forms of energy, more sustainable uh, 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 sort of solutions to 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 hold the whole manner of challenges we face across the spectrum. The old question is: When the mining revolution began, would you rather buy a mine um, that might go bust, or would you rather buy the the shovel manufacturer? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to keep the, the shovel rushes, the, picks and the people who sold the picks and shovels <laughs> who did the best? Yeah. Oh, um, so let's let's uh, let's finish it up here with folks on the macro, folks on a bit of the micro and, and the company perspective. Um, let's look at the end end investor and the investor type of people that get into this kind of investment. So, based on your um, your experience, what what is the personality type of the investor that typically invests into a sustainable investment? Uh, well, it's a it's a good question. There is not a there's no sync, there's not a sort of succinct answer to this in a way. I mean, we we look at our own investor base and we have investors that are institutions that are pension funds. Yep. Uh, we have investors that are individuals with their with their with their their, their individual savings pots. Uh, we have uh, philanthropic institutions. We have uh, family offices. Uh, we 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 have a lot of our investments come through uh, financial uh, intermediaries and wealth managers and financial advisors. And so we have the whole spectrum uh, of investors. We I remember um, 15 years ago or so when um, when we first started out with the strategy, we did a we did a survey of our investor base and we asked. Our investors to put themselves into one of three buckets, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and they and they and we asked them to define themselves as to whether they invested with us because they wanted to avoid companies that did harm and they didn't want to retire on the profits of businesses that were doing harmful things. Was the first choice. Uh, the second choice was um, whether they wanted to use their money. Uh, they were using their money to, um, to 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 create change 
to change the way that businesses operated for the better, to be more responsible, to 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 uh, to make a better contribution, uh, or because they could see a huge opportunity uh, to make money uh, from this industrial revolution and the change in in the in, in society uh, that was going on, and to position uh, according to attractive investment themes. And so those yep. are the three the three choices. And we thought this will be really uh, enlightening to to see what our investors which which choice our investors make. And, uh, and and very unhelpfully, they divided themselves a third, a third, a third between the three, the three, the three different choices, and we had no succinct answer. But I think, in a way, it's um, it's a false dichotomy to, um, to 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 separate those things out because really it's about all three things um, together. And so our investors are are, are you know are, are a sensible. You know, we 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 think we think of ourselves as sensible investors as commercial investors we're here because we think this is a sensible way to invest over the long term this is yep. Our, yep. Our, our philosophy our proposition uh, but we do we, we think that that is is inextricably linked up in that is um is is the 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 opportunity to see the financial system serve society better and put money towards uh, a, a better a better use and to and to um and to be part of reorienta reorientating economic activity uh, towards a, a a more sustainable basis, and that both means uh, a, 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 that 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 has that's uh, there's an, an ethical dimension to that as well as a commercial dimension, um, and uh, as well as a, a dimension of, of greater responsibility. So, you know, I mentioned at the very beginning that we're long-term investors. We 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 tend to buy and hold our stocks for a very long time. That makes stewardship and and an engagement a, a natural part of our investment process, and we don't do that so that we're just can call ourselves responsible investors. We do that because we think it makes us better investors. Um, to to see uh, that relationship between us ourselves and our whole, the companies we hold in our portfolio over a long period of time, over many years, as being a two-way one, uh, where we push for better, we push for better governance, we push for better um, management processes within the business, from a self-interested way, because we think that that's going to make them better in, be, better investments, but also because our investors want us, you know, are, are interested in our ability to to agitate for positive change. Um, so it's it's it is a complete holistic approach. Sustainability is a holistic concept, uh, and so that, that, agree more. It's all it's all about if you are one of these kinds of investors. You want your money to to be making money, but also changing the world. And if you're a believer that the world is changing, and there are there are people out there changing the world and companies changing the world. This is definitely um, a, a valid investment choice um, for anyone out there. And I, I'm a believer with you, George. Um, but I want to just I want to wrap it up there. I want to say thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I, I'm a believer that sustainability is changing the world. There are companies changing the world, and the world is changing as a place, as you can see with what companies are implementing. Um, before we sign off, I just want to let everyone know that this is just general information from our chat today. There is no personal advice. Um, if you are seeking any sort of personal advice or believe this is a space for you, maybe go seek out advice from a licensed professional. Um, but other than that, I want to leave it there. Thank you all for listening very much. George, thank you so much for giving up your time, your early morning on a uh, early morning over in the UK. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm standing behind me. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Thanks a lot, mate. Take Thanks, care, everyone. Good Bye. to see you. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What I want to remind you is that everything you heard in this podcast is general advice only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you do want to consider it as being personal advice, please go and speak to your licensed financial planner. Everything here is just informational purposes only. Take it as you will. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. 
see you soon.